What's the story, cowpokes? And welcome back to the Art Saddle. My name is Keenan Flannery, and I'm here with my co-host, Copper Kelly. How are you doing? Even now. Lovely people listening. And Keenan, how are you this week? I am wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. It's been an all right week. Um, how was what your week, you get man? up to the weekend? Uh, I, I was not partying in the slightest. Um, I went to the beach. I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, the party in question shortly. Oh, yes. But I was at the beach. Yeah, I went, went and had a few cans at the beach and went for a swim, well, which was nice. Bag of cans. Um, a couple of, couple of canny, a couple of Dutch goals, you know what I mean? Oh, ah, yeah. On the L Tra. How was your weekend? It was grand, nice and relaxing. I took full advantage of the sun, went down to Hook Lighthouse, walked around on the rocks, got sunburned, had yeah. a nice tan going. <laughs> <laughs> How was the ocean down at the Hook? Oh, it's lovely. Really Hello. nice and calm, clear blue skies and Janie Mac. It was it's like a summer's day almost. It was crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was down there, it was mental. It was the piss and rain. And yeah, you were down a few waves years ago, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. It's a lovely place. Lovely place. In your, in your own back garden, as one would say. Yeah, just uh, about a 10 minutes drive. 10, minute, 10 or 15 minutes drive down the road for me. So I'm gonna, I've been down there so many times I've lost count. Uh, it was class. And uh, Has it changed much? <laughs> has it changed much? Does it move? Does it move slightly when you're down there? Just if you <laughs> notice anything like that? Any ghostly... Apparitions, apparitions no no that's Loftus Hall you're thinking about I think <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story that's a totally different story yeah but um speaking on nights and partying and enjoying the sun um oh you, I you sent you on a few yeah this kind of roiled yeah, you I up sent... a bit didn't it <laughs> it did now think about it more over time um if anyone that doesn't know um uh, I live in Dublin and the city, there's a little place called um, Powers Court Steps. Um, I don't know, the, I think it's like uh, South William Street or something. But um, basically, it was jam-packed full of people. No one's wearing masks, just out having drinks. And I seen a video of some bloke, he was standing on a car as well and he had no clothes on. Um, like as Not even do. jocks, he was just standing there, bollocks naked, dancing. Do you know what I mean? It was, Mad looking. And I went in, I was out on Sunday and I decided to walk through town to see with the, the warm weather, see if, you know, what the story was, if it was going to be the same. And yeah, yeah, I walked through um, and you see crowds of people walking down. So I was like, all right, it's obviously going to be the same. Now, you were saying, I did send out, and I was a bit riled up about it. And out the, but news places have been covering it and stuff. And, mm. uh, uh, the government has been like pointing fingers and giving out to these people. But what I've noticed is like, uh, there was a good point made on the um, Today Show, I think, or Today FM or whatever, where they were saying yeah. how this is what the government wanted. They wanted outdoor summers. That's what he said. Yeah. But their idea of an outdoor summer is like a posh Southside outdoor mm. summer where there's In like a group of six people, yeah, with a bottle of wine, mm. you know, but this is kind of what was happening, you know, with, and no talk of like, what was it? They were talking about uh, outdoor summer for weeks now and they still haven't opened the pubs. So, you know, I'm not with the politicians on this one, but I also, you know, on, on the other side, I think it did get out of hand 
Yeah. And the rubbish was the thing that got me. The thing that kind of riled me up was just the absolute state. And no wonder yeah, you cultures don't like us dubs. You know what I mean? It's a, <laughs> you know, it's no wonder you don't like us because we, we, we have this like lack think, of, a, you know, what? I think you're all we, right. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Small that's what you say maybe. on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Um, like it's like if we went down to kind of a small coastal town on the west of Ireland or something and where you know it's a livable town people are living in there year in year out and you have a couple of dubs rocking up for a summer holiday quote unquote mm. you know it's kind of a, I, you know I, it was just that I, the rubbish and I was in I was in on Sunday about half ten I seen the road just scattered with smashed glass and all that stuff. So I don't know. I think I'm too sense about it. But um, yeah, no, I, I see yeah, where no. you're coming from as well. Because I suppose if you have been keeping very good over the last year and stuff, and then all of a sudden all these people are out partying on the streets, going cracked, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing out there? Get inside or whatever." There's that side of it. But on the same side, I'm kind of maybe playing devil's advocate here. Like these people have been kind of locked in for so long, and they just want to get the hell out. I suppose as well. That's you know, and a bit of sun. Obviously, draws people out. So I, I do, in one one sense, I don't blame him. But on the other hand, I do blame him because you know you shouldn't be doing that either. But oh, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't as well. At the same time, What's I mean? think yeah. Regardless of which side you're on, yeah. Man, I don't think there's either, I don't think many people are on side. I think everyone's kind of in the middle where they kind of it is the devil's advocate of going. Well, you've been locked in. The government have said that they want an outdoor summer. That's the plan. They've been talking about it for weeks. They haven't really put anything forward about it. Yeah. They've just been like, we're going to have an outdoor summer. There's some, like, and look, if you, you know, forecast was saying it's going to be sunny. You know, you think if... Yeah, there's been no was, provisions for we, it, let's say. Yeah. Sure. It, I remember on Monday, Ma was like, oh, it's meant to be lovely this weekend. Yeah. And if me Ma knows, I'm sure the government and the county council know. So you think they maybe okay, maybe put more bins out or, you know, maybe um put put something in place that doesn't make it as hectic, you know. But I yeah. think uh now it is kind of ironic seeing politicians like give out about it, even though they're kind of you know, I wouldn't have gone. Like just to preface that, I no, I was like, too many people, yeah, not for me, you know. But that's that's not me going like you shouldn't go out because like you know, what else is there to do? Yeah. So I can't imagine like, what it'd be like because I live in the countryside. So I've green fields all around. I can go out and walk anytime I want. That, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that way. But if you're stuck in an apartment in inner city Dublin, you're kind of, where can you go? Like, you go to the park, but then, I don't know, can, I suppose you can go to the park, but then everyone else can go to the park as well. And it's just, you've no space. And you're not or meant privacy. to have people in your apartment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No one's allowed over. So go out. But don't go out. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like uh, go out, go out to your big back garden and ship champagne, sip champagne or something. That's that's their idea champagne. of it. Is it? Up in D four, some uh, some caviar. Yeah, <laughs> up in D four. Yes, but, mommy and poppy are coming over for our BBQ. Yeah, well, I suppose we can steer this back to music in a way that because still have a complete blanket ban on the old live music of any kind anywhere almost. So it's kind of what's obviously what's your what's Not, your thoughts on that. It's, it's rant time with Keenan. <laughs> rant time. 
every time is rant time with yeah. me, isn't it? Uh, I seen it was live or loud music. That was the statement that was put out. Mm. And I think it's... It's very subjective. It's a bit of an... In- loud. It's a bit of an insult in a weird way. It's subjective for status and a bit kind of, what the fuck do you mean? Like, because I'm louder. Like, does that mean mm. like, I'm like, I'm a COVID spreader? Do you know what I mean? I'm not spitting yeah. on people when I'm singing. But I think, um, one regard, um, like, I, I, I was working in Temple Bar for all this and the boss I was working for that kind of ran all the pubs, he sent a message out a few weeks ago and he said, he mentioned about, um, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to look for it, but the preface, he basically said, the wording they used was quite bad. Um, it was quite misleading. And he goes, his understanding of it was, you, it's not a ban of music. It's pubs will open in a fa- in like a phased kind of way and music will be introduced back in a phased kind of way. And if they said it like that way, yeah. a lot of people wouldn't be, a lot more people would be a bit more kind of going, okay, but at least it, there's something being said. And that's, to him, that's what, like, and he would know a lot of the pub owners and we talking to them. And to him, that's kind of what he sees. And he sees it being pubs open and then art and music kind of introduced back in like a phase kind of system. But, um, you know, the the government just absolute lack of an acknowledgement for the art kind of shows their, you know, appreciation or lack thereof for art in this country. And, mm. you know, considering the fact it's one of the, you know, biggest financial kind of uh, givers in the country. Yeah. You now the money in music is huge for the government. Big famous cultural exports as well. Everyone, you know, all Irish are very good for music. You know, it's kind of known worldwide as well. There you go. And yeah. obviously, you know, we're big for tourism, but like music and the music industry has like a direct impact on tourism, has a direct impact on the nightlife of Dublin and the country. Yeah direct impact on culture. Like everything is linked into the art of this country. And it's the fact that the government's like, look, they're talking about, they're already talking about the end of PUP and the end of this. Like, they are actually, yeah. Uh, phasing it out but in they August. Haven't meant, said, yeah. Phasing out mm. in August, but yet not even a mention. And as I said, a little change to, and that's what my boss saying, a little change to that kind of going, music will be introduced at a later date in a phase, mm. you know, even if it was that vague, that is quite vague and that would have pissed a few people off anyway. Yeah. But at least if people it was mentioned hopeless, in some sort of, yeah, yeah, loud or live music. It's like, what, what the fuck do you mean? Like, you know? yeah, yeah. So you can play, yeah. plug in your iPod and, and, you know, plug in Spotify and play over the speakers. Is that okay then? As long as it's not too loud. How is loud? So it's one loud to one no. person is not as loud to another person. <laughs> there you go. No, no heavy metal music. Only no uh, metal, Christian no. rock. Yeah, yeah. Christian rock music. Because I can imagine that for a long time in pubs, especially at small pubs, it'll be just a guy on an acoustic guitar in the corner and that'll be it. Maybe, maybe a small PA system not turned up very loud. That, as, you know, and that'll maybe, obviously you don't want music too loud in the pub because everyone starts shouting at each other and then, 
maybe that's the thing of people start spitting, you know, you know, throwing, you know, shouting and spitting on over each other, all of each other and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely, I don't think like five piece bands are won't be playing for a while, I guess, until like the end of the year, I suppose. That kind of thing. I also think, like, thinking about it in that saying, loud band would cause people to shout louder. Yeah. And would cause them to spit. I feel, I get it, but I also feel like it's so nitpicky. Mm. It's like the decisions the government has made already during everything, a lot of it has been fucking mental. So, like, the fact that they would be so nitpicky about music is like, you know, you're let like, some of the decisions they've made over COVID, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very questionable. The choices, it's like, very questionable. Mm. But yet, you're very concerned about the, the saliva, the, uh, the saliva traveling through the air at yeah. light speeds, you know, when someone is singing Bleeding Abbey, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But, yeah. um, <laughs> on, uh, speaking of live music and having the crack, um, this is probably your department because I've told you before having a fucking notion and I kind of I, I almost wish I was into it but how was the Eurovision? Ah the Eurovision yeah. <laughs> I think we're yeah we're probably a week too late maybe to talk about it but feck it I, I like it anyway so we'll talk about it but <laughs> oh, you, you were mad about it you, you were going on about it a lot yeah. and you you're obviously on the yeah yeah ding dong so I yeah, yeah, I feel dong. like giving you a little space to yeah. I actually, uh, rant yeah. and rave about it I'm after getting into it in the last few years like for, yeah for many years you think oh the Eurovision instant eye roll I don't want to listen to that crap you know but I've gotten into the fun of it in the last few years and that's the beauty of it it's fun like oh, don't take it too seriously <laughs> people take it too seriously and it's not fun anymore but um, what I found was we've had like nearly accidental Eurovision parties like a few years ago when people could you could have people over and I was just having friends over one night and then we said hey the Eurovision's on will you stick it on say so, okay grand we put it on the background we're all watching it riveted and having a laugh you know talking about the singers <laughs> who's our favourite who do we want to win and we went up watching the whole thing and we had a great time and um, this year I had a, a Zoom party I suppose a few friends and we're all logged on I think, I think uh, you were invited but you weren't able to come or something like that but um, we'll get you on next year and you see what the crack is about anyway. But um, I will, I will. Yeah, because I'll it's, have me your vision t-shirt on. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it's so much fun. Like, yeah, you can kind of, some acts, you kind of make fun of them in a way. But, I, you know, I don't like making fun of musicians because, you know, they're working hard as well. But then there's other ones that are really good. And you're like, like I was um, rooting for Iceland last year and this year. Uh, Daddy Fear and Greg Nemanikak. I can't remember the name, but it's like a really long name. I just say like, I don't know, Greg Namana or something like that. It sounds like that. But um, it's, uh, they did, uh, what's it called? The song they released last year for the Eurovision, which was cancelled, obviously, was um, Think About Things, which was, I think, one of my favourite songs of last year, of all genres, everything, because it was just so much fun. The video was so, so good as well. I watched the video countless times. And then this year they had a song called... Uh, 10 years, I think it was. And it's just as fun. It's just as catchy. It had a little funny, funky dance and all. They have these little cute little dances and stuff. It's just, the dances it's just, are great because they're yeah. really simplistic. So really anyone fun, yeah. can follow along, you know? Exactly. And then, yeah, it's just, and then like, I love the whole drama of UK getting zero points. <laughs> it's just, it was so mortifying. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, they went through all the, they do the voting in two separate stages. They have the, the judges 
voted. Um, you know, the way when they cut to a representative of each country and they say, oh, Irlande do spa or whatever it is. Um, so that's the judges votes for that section. Then they kind of at the at when the judges voted or votes are tallied, then they give the popular vote, which is when you vote in. And uh, so they went through all the vote judges and UK was sitting on zero points. I think there was another band or two, I think Spain and Germany as well, they're on like zero points. But then just to rub it in, decided to give the popular vote uh, one by one, starting from the back of the pack. So they went to UK, zero points. Okay. And what did the public give the UK? Drum roll, da, 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 zero points. So it's like, oh, Jesus, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> and your man, the singer, I can't remember his name, but he got up, he was like, you know, head and hands. And then he kind of looked around at the audience and said, you know, boost them up and everyone started cheering for him. It's like, you know, a, a pity cheer, but it was just so heartbreaking for the poor guy. <laughs> and it's not his fault. Obviously, there's a whole, there's a lot of politics going on and so on and so on. But poor guy, like it wasn't the great song in the world, granted, all right, but still, you know, <laughs> you feel bad for him. <laughs> was, but like, in your opinion, was it the worst song of that year's Eurovision? Or? No, I don't think it was the worst song at all. Like there was definitely plenty more that wasn't, they didn't even chart. Like, if you had said to me, what did, you know, such and such country do? I would like, I can't even remember what song they played, you know, whereas I kind of, yeah, I actually can't even, I can't even think of the air, the UK one, I suppose. But it wasn't the worst. Like there was other ones that just weren't, weren't great. Like, yeah. but um, that's the thing with Eurovision as well. You can never, you can never really um, have a good idea or predict what would win because Italy won this year and it had like a, I suppose it's like a rock slash metal it's almost like a 70s kind of a rock song, I guess. And it didn't really rate with me when the first time I heard it. But then I listened to it the second time. I was like, okay, that's not so bad. And I was like, I was so angry that Iceland didn't win either. It's like, why, how did Italy get it and Iceland not get it? For fuck's sake. <laughs> I was like head in the hands. I was like, oh no. Um, but um, yeah, it's just, yeah, you can never predict. And that's, it's like, I can think of it it's like I'm not a sporty person at all. Like I don't watch football or hurling or anything like that. But this is like my World Cup. <laughs> you know, this thing I look for, there's one big um, annual event that I look forward to, you know, and I will do now going forward. It's just so much crack. And next year we'll get you in on the Zoom party and we'll have, we'll have beers and we'll have, you know, the crack. It's really, really good crack. So like what, like no, what what's your me, thoughts me was... on your vision? Because I think part of me was kind of kicking myself that I missed it. But um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Like, I never really got into it. Um, yeah. We used to watch it, like, in the house when I was like, younger and stuff. And, like, my mom and dad aren't really into it now. And I don't know. I, I, I just can't, like, yeah. hate the waiting. You know, I like watching them after and like, I, I do like that. Think about things. Like, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah. And I'd watch like the videos and clips after, you know, they pop up on Twitter. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you don't, you don't and like the kind stuff, of um, watching it live. You don't like the waiting aspect, you said. Yeah. Well, I think, I think if I like, I usually watch it on my own. And then I just yeah, get well, that's, that's, your, that's your first problem. But I think, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I come, well, I'll join the Zoom. I'll join the Zoom next year. I'll have the beers ready. You know, we'll have a few drinks. We'll have a little party. Yeah. We'll have, we can dress up as our favorite <laughs> yeah, uh, country. That. You know what I mean? <laughs> or so maybe next year we party. can all be in person. You never know. Hopefully be in person is even better. 
<laughs> Hopefully, yeah, but, yeah. We had to um, we had to sync up our feeds. We're all like watching on YouTube and watching on the telly, and we're like trying to sync up our feeds, and they kind of kept going out, so they had to sync up because you know one of us could react to something, and there were others like, "What's he reacting to?" Oh, that's what yeah. he's reacting to. <laughs> so there, there was that problem. But um, the joys of the internet, and yeah, technology, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but I have a great story from Eurovision. Like, I suppose the first time I got into it in recent years was I was at a gig in New Ross and it was like a, a local rock gig. You know, these kind of things we, we used to have. Not kind of died out in the last few years, unfortunately. But we had this like rock gig. It was like metal bands playing and rock bands playing uh, downstairs. And then upstairs is like a kitchen and it was like a community development pro- project. And there's a kitchen, there's a pool table and there's a telly on the wall. And this particular night at the concert, the Eurovision was on. So metal gig going on the stairs. But kind of between songs or between bands, people were kind of coming up and watching what was going on in Eurovision. I think it was Jedward were um, the Irish act that year and were in the uh, finals. And was so it lipstick on. they did? I can wasn't remember. It? Think about it. Got my lipstick on here. Something yeah, like that, isn't it? Or, yeah. <clears throat> um, but I can remember clearly uh, when the results were being called, there was, must have been about maybe 10 or 15 of some metalheads. They're watching the TV in anticipation. And then Ireland got 10 points. And we're all like screaming at the top of our heads. Go on, Ireland. Go on, Ireland. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was all these metalheads screaming for Jedward. It's just so much. Like, <laughs> that's Eurovision in a nutshell. It's just so much fun. <laughs> and then you had Lordy, the Finnish metal band, uh, win it there a few years ago. And I was actually listening to them like a year or two before they were on Eurovision. So they're like instantly my favorite for that gig. <laughs> and I was just, it's so, it's so unpredictable, the whole Eurovision. Then you have the weird, crappy songs and so on as well. But like, yeah, don't worry about them. You can you have fun and laugh at them or whatever. But but that thing, that's that's the fun of it as well. You yeah. can like kind of listen to something and go, yeah, this is. I don't know who I don't know who this. You know, I don't know who this is. I am that, but it's you know, I've never met a person that's gonna be liking this stuff. You yeah. know, so <laughs> no, definitely. I'll get into it. Have to mm. get into it. Do and look, do. it's an event. You know, I mean, you sit down with a couple of people. So that's but, the fun um, of it. Like, yeah. Enjoyment of your vision. That's it. Yeah, um, um. So what? What are you? What are you thinking of now? Uh, I have a few things written down. We can have a. Yeah. I can show you, said you have a few news, news news segments. I do. Yeah. Yes. So. Throw um, at me. <laughs> first of all, this is pretty interesting. Ireland's first drive-in country music festival. Ah. So it's. Where in uh, it is in Tullamore. Uh, oh, awfully, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Tullamore um, has a couple of people at it. A first for the Midlands and a first for Ireland. Um, mm. Johnny Johnny Brady, uh, Johnny Brady, Sharon oh. family, um, Sharons, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's called Guan. Go on, what was it called? I'm just saying, there's a place called the American Green Barn, and they've hosted a, a drive-in bingo and <laughs> drive-in movies and stuff like that. So it's on the, it is on the seventh of June. Yeah, seventh yeah. of June, at one p.m. Festival starts at three. Ah, okay. So it's fast because yeah. I know they were doing some drive-in gigs. Um, it was this time last year. And uh, yeah, they were doing that. And I, I didn't go to any or anything like that, but it was supposed to be fun, but strange because 
all the cars would be parked so far away and yeah you can't really still you don't get a huge reaction you know you can't really hear the big reaction you, you get car horns <laughs> which is grand <laughs> and uh, there's big, there are big tractors pulled up at the back and stuff like that so they're, they're doing that anyway and it's I suppose it's a way of keeping it going and um, and are you driving yourself you said you're you're doing your you're driving I'm doing this. my lessons now yeah so yeah. they've finally they've started back it was soft for ages um, yeah. they started back I did my first one on Tuesday just gone so um, it was great. It was great. I got back into the fl- flow of it, you know, and I'm, I'm eager. I'm, I'm looking forward to properly yeah. being so able to think, drive, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people out there might need a fucking refresher course. <laughs> like, I, like, I've been, like, I've been driving this whole time. I've been working away full time this whole, you know, I've only had maybe a few weeks off at the worst of the lockdowns, but um, like I've been driving the whole time and there's more and more cars on the road every day, but there's, some shocking driving going on out there now. It's like, it's like people are after forgetting how to drive almost because even just today, I was driving around the ring road of Waterford and it's like a two, two lane into a roundabout into a two lane kind of a job all the way around. And there was this one, like, I don't know, Toyota Corolla 211, brand new Toyota Corolla. And he was driving around the outside lane of the roundabout. No indication, no nothing. So you, you'd assume he's taking the next exit, but no, he just kept going. So one car in front of me nearly drove into him. He had to blow him out of it, you know, and he, your man kept driving. And then I was on the inside lane about to go straight, you know, I was in the right lane going straight and he cut straight in front of me as well. No indication, no nothing. So I had to fucking Jeez. blow him out of it. Hey, fucking, you know, be careful for fuck's sake. And it's just, oh, he carried on then. I could see other people blowing at him then as well. It's like people are just forgetting what the fuck they're doing. It's crazy. But is it forgetting or is it people just... Because people, there's so many people out there that have licenses and having a fucking clue. They shouldn't have licenses. Drive, yeah. Right. Forget. <laughs> and look, yeah. being from, you know, North Dublin now, I'm not going to say any names, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but I know plenty of people over in like Finglas and Ballymun where they just, it's they're like fucking lunatics in cars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And my, my granddad used to always say, he said, said any Egypt can get into a car and floor it yeah. you know what I mean but it takes a good driver to like control a car at 30 miles an hour which is <clears throat> so true you know but like I I you know I did watching during COVID you were allowed to do driving lessons if you were like very close to doing your test so like you know you have to do a minimum of 12 so I think it's like it was like 10 or more. You could do your <clears throat> driving lessons, finish them off and you'd be out and you're watching people, you know, like about to take off at a, you know, a green light and they're cutting out the car and you're going, look, yeah, and you, they're in like, they're in like learner, uh, like driving school cars. Yeah. And this is during a time where like people that, you know, people couldn't start driving. It was only people that were nearly finished. And you kind of go, is it their fault? Or is it the instructor's fault? Because they're god fucking awful. Do you know what I mean? They're cutting out like uh, look. Obviously, I'm starting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, You'd be you nervous make mistakes. too, and that too. But that's the thing. It's like if you're driving months and months, and you're about to do your test, you think you'd be naturally a bit more comfortable behind the bleeding wheel. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I was only thinking of something you mentioned about the driving yeah. things, and you were saying they were weird. I don't know if you have this fear, but I have a fear of looking at people in other cars when I'm in a car. 
it's a weird, like when you make eye contact with someone in another car, it's weirdly uncomfortable. You don't know whether to say hello. If you're saying hello, will they like, will they perceive that as you kind of going like giving out, <laughs> you know, like kind of like, what did you do back there? You're, like, like, well, you know? you're pulling up beside someone on like a dual carriageway and you're looking to the right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Or regardless, anywhere where you're in a car, you know what I mean? I'm, my thing is if you're, if you're sitting in a field of cars and you're enjoying a concert and you like slowly look to your right and some fucker's over there eating popcorn and he turns to his left and you just make eye contact. Nah, man. Like I couldn't enjoy the concert Why? after that. Why is that like? I'm Do you think aware. they're thinking about you or something then? He knows something. Do you know what I mean? He knows something in that car that I don't. Jeez. Maybe he's listening. Do you know? You know but I don't, I don't That's why I just asked. Yeah. I feel like you're more socially comfortable in a car now, it seems, by your <laughs> grin. But <laughs> I think, no, I, I, I suppose that goes for just life in general. I think people are more afraid of what people think about them. You know what I mean? Like people, you're afraid to look at anyone you're walking down the street in case, oh, sure. Oh, that fella, you might think that they think I'm an awful idiot or something. But it's like, I think most of the time they are thinking the exact same as you. It's like, yeah. Jesus, I hope Keenan, that fella looking at there, I hope he doesn't think I'm an idiot. Where you're thinking, oh, I hope that person doesn't think I'm an idiot. But you know what I mean? Just like, you know, a bit more confidence. Be, you know, they're thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Everyone's the same. I heard a thing there to the day and it was about someone talking and going, um, if you, like, you'll never be able to um, predict or kind of, um, You'll never be able to predict how someone views you. So you have to try to get out of mindset that you can't. No, you can't control it. People will. That's the thing. It's like people think that I'm in a room full of 10 people. I can make them all like me. And people like twist and bend and spend the whole evening trying to get everyone. But sometimes you just can't, you can't control how people feel. And there's a beauty in that. That's where you find your friends. You know what I mean? You could, you could act like a, Lead an ass, you know, make a fool of yourself, and the person that likes that's that's a true friend, dude. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? And like in the words of Bob Marley, you can't please all the people all the time. You can only please <laughs> some of the people some of the time. Hey, one love, one that love. Was a, I was kind of trying to attempt a Jamaican accent, but I didn't want to go full on, so I was kind of half, half there. <laughs> that was really bad. Maybe next time I'll do it. I, I'll go full on. All the people all the time. Something like that, maybe. All the <laughs> Is that is that the title of the episode? All the people, all the time, and like a bracket <laughs> Jamaican accent. Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, we should come up with our, our name of the episode during the episode, like we did last time. So <laughs> something like that. Can't please all the people all the time. Some of the people all some of the time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and spell it the way you say it. Yeah, beer can. Do you know that if yeah, you say beer. um bacon, bacon in bacon, say beer can, uh, beer can, beer can. <laughs> Do you yeah. like some beer? Beer again. <laughs> like some beer again. I just, yeah. What's, what's the next news item, Anchorman? Um, the next news item is um, Brian May from, uh, from, from the Queen. From Queen. Um, <laughs> from the, the Queen. Queen. <laughs> from the Queen beer can. Uh, <clears throat> he done an interview. And uh, Queen was going on tour and it's been postponed to 2022 and they were basically they were asking them about touring and he was like uh, they might not tour again so uh, what did what did he say so that 
things like uh, Brian quote what is quoted by the Daily Star newspaper saying things won't look things don't look good at the moment. It's tough. The uh, arena tours that we did were amazing. Um, it's a possibility that we'll never be able to do it again. People have to face up to the to that possibility. The virus is very clever and is evolving faster than we can put up our defenses. The 73-year-old rock star uh, talked about, I've done live streams and talked about that, but he says, uh, the We Will Rock You band, um, it's really hard for them to do live shows because their shows are so interactive with the audience. And then he says, well, we postpone our big tours of Europe and UK again that will be happening in 2022, but I hope I'm still alive to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what do you think of that? We're still alive. Oh, God, yeah. I suppose these aging artists are like, they didn't have a chance to tour last year. They're like, oh, shit, when are the tour next kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's hard hard to think about, isn't it? Sure, like, we went, me and my dad had a big gig booked. Um, Toots and the Maytails. Do you know Toots and the Maytails? Uh, reggae band you were telling me about? Yeah. 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 So Toots and the Maytails, uh, Lee Scratch Perry, and the Selector. It was in July. Um, it was. It was in July. Like sunny weather. Dunleary Pier. It's gonna be an awesome gig. <clears throat> you know, scotch and sun, hopefully. Yeah. And you know, me and my dad got to see um Toots and the Maytails um before with my man and everything. And it was great, you know, it was great. And we were really looking forward to it. I mean, COVID hit. Um the lead singer's like in his late seventies, so it was cancelled, and then the lead singer got COVID and passed away. Yeah. So it's kind of like that whole thing of, you know, when you start seeing in perspective, and it's like, shit. Like, I know, I know, travel slowly but surely coming back, but like for these artists, and you know, it is really like it's it's oh oh. It's weird to realize that many of our favorite artists will like probably pass away in our lifetime, which is like a really weird kind of concept. You know what mm. I mean? There'll be a point where like all the artists you listen to will probably be dead. It's like, shit. And seeing COVID and going, well, yeah, travel's coming back, but like, will they, is it safe for them to travel? Yeah. You know, yeah. if they're at that age and, but, um, yeah, and I think uh, I I haven't seen I haven't seen Queen with um what's it, Adam Lambert Adam or? Lambert yeah he's a good singer what I've seen of him anyway, he is yeah, yeah. but it, it does seem like any footage I've seen it's all really interactive and super kind of you know getting the crowd going and all this yeah. stuff so I I I can see why it just wouldn't translate well in live streams and you know and then kind of you know if you they they'll sell out no matter what. So I think a financial on a financial like the side of it, you know, if you can sell out a place, is a worth kind of doing the show with less capacity, or kind of waiting to things mm. kind of ease up to where you can have more people in. That's the thing as well. But when will that happen? Yeah, will bands because putting on a big show like that costs a hell of a lot of money, and you have to kind of almost bank on a certain percentage of the place being full in order to at least cover the cost and break even for each gig. But if a place is at like 25% capacity, then you won't be able to put on a big, big show at pyrotechnics and lights and a 50-man crew and 
or you know, or woman, of course. Um, you know, it's, it, they're not going to put that investment into a big tour if they know that they, they can only sell out 25% of the venue and sure that won't cover costs at all. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be hard to get back to big tours, big stages until you're talking maybe 75% capacity or, you know, 100% hopefully eventually. Well, as you said, like, you know, you can put a gig on in three arena, like just because it's at 25% capacity does not mean that it's going to be cheaper to put on. You're still going to yeah. need all that crew. Yeah. If you're putting lights, if you're putting really good sound, if you're putting probably more expensive because you're probably going to have to get like additional seating and yeah. kind of there'll all. be a lot more um, safety checks, a lot more hygiene, all that huge costs on top of it now as well that we didn't have so before. In in a weird way, it's almost to be a big artist, it's almost more expensive mm. now to yeah. to be a successful artist. Yeah, but it's kind of you know you think. Well, everyone else, you know, the COVID, like everyone, you know, it's kind of in terms of finances, everything has dropped. But mm. you know, when you want to want to put on a big show, there's there's no cutbacks in the power you need to run, you know, yeah. massive like Queen or whoever like big band is playing. Yeah. You know, it's another thing so, as well. Like um, American bands, will they come to Ireland? Because at the best of times, Ireland was. A chance, you know, for a big band, say in America, to come and play one night in Dublin, that was a, you know, it was a chance in in, in of itself back in 2019 and prior. But now it's going to be even, you know, it's going to be even more of a risk because the ex- pure expense of having to travel, and then if you're having 25 percent capacity, and you're definitely not going to make any money on that one gig in Ireland before you eventually go off to UK and so on. But like, I think it'll be. Yeah, it might be a long time before big American bands start playing in Ireland as well. And you hate being a doomsayer like this, but I think it's just, you know, it's, it's the logical progression of it for, for the next while anyway, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, like I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like, I, I don't like being, like, bearer of bad news. And I think, I, especially, like, you and I understand, especially being musicians, you kind of want to be optimistic about it. Yeah. You and have to be realistic at the same time, though. That's it. Yeah. That's why when my boss said about the the blanket ban on music, and he was like, "Oh, I see it more as this." Yeah. And it's like, cool, like that's good, but how much of that is like optimism? Yeah. Because it's your career, and you kind of want things to play out. You like, because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. We're all still doing musical stuff, but I think y- you do. You miss that kind of. When you're doing gigs, everything feels like it's moving. You feel like there's a lot of progress being made, you yeah. know, as as an artist and you're learning a lot. And I think you learn, I've learned, you know, more in one gig than I, I could have, like, sitting at home doing live streams or, like, learning stuff online. I think you learn a lot about human skills yeah. and interacting and playing certain songs, how you play, how you perform, how, how are you in terms of um, kind of, How's your vocal warm-ups today? Do you do them and should you do them? That type of stuff, mm. you know. When you do live gigs, like you put your, you don't realize, but you put everything into them, you know, and yeah. you, you put your heart and soul and you you do look at them subjectively and go, ah, I messed up on this line or maybe if I did this or, you know, I, because m- my biggest thing is I forget to drink water. Yeah. During anything that's like 
like uh, gonna, and I'm glad I have the water here in my well, art saddle. saddle mug. <laughs> but when I do live show, I bring up, you know, a big pint of water. Yeah. And like it could be a fucking an hour and a half, two hour show and and I don't touch it because I'm just my I'm just too focused on the music. I'm like and then I'm like, oh, why is my throat in bits the next mm. day? Probably because I forgot to drink water during the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you learn a lot Definitely. doing the live shows. Yeah. I want to ask you actually, you brought it up there a second ago, about vocal warm-ups. Like, I've experimented with them and I think I'm at a stage now where I know what I'm kind of, the approach I'm going to take. But what's your, your approach? Say if you're going to, I'll talk about what I do after I hear what you're saying. So like if you're going to play, you're busking out in the street, uh, do you warm up beforehand or you just, Go all hell for leather and go for. Um, I, I, I don't do it as much as I should, mm. and I, I, I have been looking more into it because I do want to get in. I think it's a really, um, good thing to do. You know, there's no negatives to it. Yeah. You know, I think um the the mo the, the regular thing I would do is I practice me set or practice songs and I. I'd um, you know, I try to be. I I I try to focus on my pronunciation of words when I'm when I'm practicing. So when typically like when I sing a song at a gig, I don't like I'm just doing it. I'm in it. I'm, you know, I'm so into the setting. I'm not like okay, what is the next line? I must open my mouth and mm. pronounce. You know, not like that. But when I'm when I do them at home. I focus on that because when you open your mouth more and it's kind of strange to do, I don't do it. Yeah. It just looks a bit weird. But when you do it at home, you open your mouth like this and it, I don't know, it just opens up stuff. I think that's like the, the most basic thing I do. But there is, you know, the humming and uh, trying to do Scales. notes and trying to do the, yeah, the whoop or what's that? The upwards yeah. whoop kind of sound yeah. and um, honey. Honey in air. I drink a lot of honey and or, chamomile tea. Yeah, yeah. That's like a big thing that I always drink uh, um, before gigs and all. Um, what about you? How was your vocal warm? Yeah, I kind of, I go back and forth between, you know, scales and things like mommy may me match my M&Ms, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, some gigs, yeah, I like, well, gigs as in live streams in recent times, obviously. But yeah, I do maybe... 10 minutes of vocal warm-up and I sing fine. And other times I do a 10-minute vocal warm-up and I kind of almost wear my voice out a little too quickly or something, but it's all about technique. I have to get my technique right again. Then some some things I just literally sit down, turn lap, press live, and I go. And I'm nearly just as fine. Like, you know what I mean? I don't wear out my voice. It's kind of funny that way. The last few live streams I've done, I've just literally, no warm-up, just go for it. And I've been fine. I kind of used the first song to warm-up. And then I go, but like, obviously it's not sustainable if you're gigging every single night doing it that way. You have to, yeah, yeah you'd have to kind of get your warm ups and your techniques down properly. But, um, yeah. I, I think I do them more when I'm not feeling the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm okay, I'll just, I, I, I honestly forget about them yeah. and I just go and do a gig. But if I'm feeling a bit sicky or have a bit of a sore throat, it's kind of like, maybe I should do a warm up. And then it kind of, it tests the water of like, what you're capable of doing. Like, you know, certain songs I won't do or the certain songs I only do at the set of sets. 
yeah. because I know after an hour I won't be able like I'll, <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, like yeah. the all the Creedus Clearwater stuff like yeah. when I when I do that and I give that socks give like socks, I have to yeah. do it at the start of the set because I can't be doing have you ever heard have you ever seen the rain yeah. you know an hour and a half into a set because my voice will just fucking completely die mm-hmm. you know or I used to oh. uh, like I've been playing rock bands over the years and stuff and I used to do um, Highway to Hell ACDC and I can kind of get that yeah I can kind of I can do it <laughs> but for only one song <laughs> you know what I mean so <laughs> I always leave that like last second the second last or last song of the night because if I play it you know first or second song of the night then the rest of the songs suffer because I've already fucking fucked the voice up already butchered your voice like, yeah but it's all yeah. technique like I really have to so I used to have really good technique and then I kind of lost it and then I get back again and then I lose it again and you have to kind of you know you have to keep practicing that and stuff so I must yeah I must keep must get back at it and get my technique right and sing from the diaphragm and get all that right and it's um like have you ever you've ever taken any vocal lessons or anything like that no um but I, I've watched YouTube videos and mm. stuff but I haven't took any like no like one on one with someone to assess no, you or anything no. like that no yeah, so I, I've done. I, like, uh, go on. Yeah, yeah. before I say this, because if you're gonna, go on. No, no. Like, I, I've just <laughs> done one. I went down to a local singer, uh, but she's more of an operatic stuff. So I was like singing my, my stuff. I suppose I'm kind of singing low and deep, you know, and doing a kind of a Johnny Cash style vocal at the time. And she just said, "Look, I'm not going to teach you anything because if I teach you all falsetto and stuff, it's going to change your voice. So just leave it as it is, kind of thing." I was like, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> so I was like okay Grant I'm a great singer I'm glad you, <laughs> I can Not sing really better though. than you <laughs> but, la 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 yeah. but um, yeah, that was my no, experience I'm glad you said that yeah I'm glad you said that because I I know people that you know like people that would be go to kind of singer lessons from a young age and there's like like not to be kind of like um, generalizing, but there is like you can almost tell when someone does sing a lesson. There's a weird kind of mm. pronunciation, kind of sound to it, and like uh, like this is just personal preference. But like I'm a big I'm a I have a big love for like storytelling and really really raw emotion yeah. in music. It's like it's the reason why I love Towns Van Zandt. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that kind of just pure emotion. And like, in terms of like, like arguably, if you got a, like a, a vocal coach, whatever, to listen to some of the stuff I listen to, they'd probably go, well, subjectively, they're not good singers, quote mm. unquote. But like, you'd go, oh, well, this person's a good singer because he have really big range. But like, I think sometimes when you do too much, it you can lose your like the authenticity yeah. behind a lot of stuff. There's I don't too know, much I technique like, and not much soul, maybe. Yeah. Now, obviously, it depends what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're if you're doing real, if you want to be a pop singer, and you know, that's fine. You know, learn whatever. But I think, you know, if you're a singer songwriter and you have this real kind of I went to art school type of thing about you and you're saying it's like it just it's like it's it's like an act like and I and some people mm. as I said some people are like that and some people have you know an act and some people use their music separately to themselves like I would feel like I'm quite intertwined with my music the way I am 
it's the way I put myself across through my art. Yeah. But some people are, you know, some people will be using, you know, stage names or stage <laughs> costumes or. Uh, <laughs> but I, like that thing, you, you would use a stage name, but I think personally, you would be quite, you, you are similar the way you are as a person. Oh, yeah, yeah like man. I'm using stage names just because I don't like my real name. It's just boring. So that's really it. <laughs> this is me. Like, I'm, not, I'm not putting on an act. Right? Like, <laughs> that's the only reason. Country I sensation. Eugene Rose. Hey, hey. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I never even thought of a stage name. Like I always, when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, I didn't really know anyone that had like, oh, I didn't listen. I didn't really know any like. You'd be surprised. Singer, songwriters. I think uh, like single acts. And then I heard Passenger. Yeah. And I was like, now Passenger was a band and then he left the band, but he kept the name. And I was like, oh, that's interesting that he's like just one dude, but he's like his name is... not using his name. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, but I never really thought Villager. That's another one, isn't it? Villager, yeah, villagers. yeah. I can't remember what it was now. It's the really? one guy, isn't it? Is there not two of them? Oh, maybe. Not one one girl, I don't know. Mm. No. You're wrong. <laughs> um, but talking about um, writing around music and stuff like that. Um, look at the segues. Or I might just make, are we even talk like sometimes I just think there's a segue and it's not there. Um, but uh, we just got go to for it anyway. See like what, how how it pans out. <laughs> <laughs> um, songwriting. How was? Give me a bit of a rundown on your typical songwriting kind of uh process. Ah, okay. Um, like I, it's hard to sit down and say I'm going to write a song now because I I don't think I can ever do it that way. But most of the time, I just pick up my guitar. And I'm just strumming. I'm just messing around. Something like that. You know, not necessarily with the goal of writing a song or like that. Then all of a sudden I might strike on a an interesting sounding chord progression. And then I say, oh, that's okay. And then I'll start I'll start humming over, humming a vocal melody. And then I'll start like putting in maybe um, just gibberish. Start singing gibberish over down the road and whatever it is. Like that sounds jazzy or whatever. Um <laughs> So yeah, sometimes these words kind of start materializing out of my gibberish. And then it's like, oh, down the road. Oh, I'll sing a song about, oh, I met this young one down the road or so, you know, whatever. And it'll yeah. start kind of, it'll start forming. And it'll just kind of, yeah, it'll just kind of happen. It'll just form. And then, yeah, then I'll start putting, stitching sentences together and I'll change up to maybe a different chord progression for the chorus and just see what works. And it's just kind of, it flows, I think. I think I heard like, you know, Blind by Boat Club, he talks about the creative flow where if you are writing something, you're creating something, it doesn't even feel like you're creating it. It's just like it's flowing through you. It's just kind of, you're just a conduit for what this thing is yeah. and it's trying to get out and you're just the, the means of getting this idea out and into a, a tangible idea. Um, and for the most part, that's how I do it. I just kind of, I'm strumming around and I just happen to stumble upon something that sounds remotely good. And then I start forming the idea for that. Then the odd time I might be able to actually sit around, sit down and scribble lyrics with no guitar in my hand or anything. I just start scribbling lyrics out. And that happens as well sometimes. So I'm kind of a, 
mixed bag when it comes to it, but what's, what's your, um, your technique or your process? Yeah, like a, to, kind of to preface anyway, to preface, and I think you touched on it on your one. It's, it's like a little bag of tricks, like it's different every time. But like, as I was telling you before the episode, like I'm, I'm hoping to start teaching songwriting and you can't teach, you can't, you can't teach someone to write a song, but you can teach someone to find ways to think creatively. Yeah. You know, I think for me, like I tend to write a lot from experience or life or I take something and I kind of pull it to make a story out of like maybe one instant. I turned that instance into a story that could, you know, span over six years, but it's actually just one something that happened one day that remote that made me think of something. Or of course, if I see someone else or take inspiration from other people. But um yeah, I, I wouldn't like typically I'd be messing messing around. I very rarely um think of melodies and I think my for ages I used to think my music suffered from that because it's quite sometimes I don't have like direct kind of like consistent melody and um, pronunciation kind of thing. I don't da 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 yeah like well, not not so much hooks, but it'd be more kind of like this, you know, the syllables in a, a line would be like da ba 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 ba, you know, and it and, and it that's you know, copy and that's like that's the kind of I plan, you know. It's more like oh, it's almost like I'm like speaking. I, I tend to like speak lyrics and yeah. then slowly but surely conceive them into some sort of like, oh, this it's I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold this now here, but like I don't think about it that much. But um, I have like learning. I obviously learning how to teach music, like teach songwriting, and I've been trying to learn that. And I've been looking at stuff like um, sense description, you know, and kind of going like, here's an orange, like showing like. A child or an adult, like you know, whoever wants to learn how to songwrite, going here's an orange, you know, talk about its color, you know, all this typical stuff, and then zoom out mm. and talk about like the room in relation to the orange. Like, is the room darker because of the orange? Is it lighter? Does the room have an more of an earthy smell because of the orange? Or you know, and what's the connection to it? And then you can kind of link it around. And I think like, I think that's big in folk music, you know, lines like, uh, you know, what was that song? Fucking uh, Vincent from Don McLean's like, um, uh, nameless faces. No, faceless names. Was the faceless names on nameless walls or something like that? I don't know. That one like now. he has like a dream. Do you not know this? I don't uh, Lovely sound, but it's super descriptive. I actually have it. Do I have it here? Oh, yeah, I do. Where does he say it? Uh, fa- fa- uh, frameless heads on nameless walls uh, with that watch the world and can't forget. And I think it's like that like, like over-personalization of like inanimate objects, you know, kind of. And describing stuff is like, that is normal or 
you don't think twice about as something really positive or something really, really negative. And that's where like, like hopeless songs come from and like really cheery songs come from. But um, yeah, like another one that he has, a, The Bloody Rose. Like it's not a red rose, it's a bloody rose, yeah. which gives it this kind of dripping kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like a rose is beautiful, but if it's a bloody rose, there's obviously a negative connotation to it or there's something bad about it, you know? Um, That, that was my little tangent there. But see, I'm full of, I'm full of them all the time. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I, you know, as you said, like, if it's a, if it's a really, you know, sometimes you can write stuff and it can come out cheesy because you're trying to write stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and like, I sometimes get like that when I'm writing with other people. I sometimes go, well, I have to write something. Yeah. And then it just comes, oh, she loves me and I love her. And, you know, and it's real like fucking too cheese. And I'm like, I, st- I can't listen to it. But I think when you write it, like when you really write something from wherever it comes from, it is like you're like a vest and you're only, it's like you're just lucky enough to be the person that this art has decided to come true. And I said this in the last episode and I'll say it again. Not in, I'm trying to be as unhippy as possible, <laughs> but. It's that idea of like you, you're just you're just a lucky um you're just a lucky kind of participant that gets to like take ownership of whatever this art is. But mm. it's like that beauty of kind of going, Well, I wrote it, but kind of wrote itself, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I now I can put it to the world and it's kind of people can hear it and attach to it if they want and they kinda of, Make it theirs as well, and that kind of thing. Touch their own meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. then the song takes a world of its own. And then, you know, a couple of years down the line, someone could hear it from a friend. They probably don't even know you or <clears throat> or who wrote it. And they hear it. And then immediately the song means something completely different to someone else. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. No. You know what I mean? I think I, I used to always say this. When uh, when I started writing and I was always trying to find ways to like, I was like, how do I know if my song is good? And my thing for a while, now it's changed a bit over time, but I one of the things that always stuck with me was if someone else can find their own connection, whether it's completely different to what I put it across or not, that's how I know it's a good song. You know, that's how I know I like it's a song that I would, like it was successful, you mm. know, like if if it can latch on to someone else. Yeah. And kind of let it, you know, they carry along through today. It's not the hope of um that's the hope of if you write a song that like I I'm not looking to sell thousands of albums right now. What I would love to do is make have someone make a connection with something that I've written or I've sang or whatever. And they you know, it makes them feel good or it gets them through a hard time or then they share with their friends and they make their friends feel good. And then, you know, that's, I think that's the ultimate goal of making music is just to share a good feeling, you know, share happiness, share, ah, oh, no, togetherness or whatever. Yeah, that sounds hippy dippy, I suppose, but <laughs> just, I just want someone to, yeah, if someone makes a connection with some of my music, then I feel 
job well done. <laughs> that's really it. Like, yeah. you know, that's at the at the end of the day, as they say, um, that's all you want when you're when I'm making music anyway. Like, what, so that's probably the same for you, is it? Yeah, like yeah, like a hundred, I think I think me and I think I'm you know what both both of us aren't the only ones out there. I think um, if I could, if someone could attach a memory or a situation yeah. or a moment to a song the same way we did, yeah, and everyone else does, you know, you know, everyone has that song of their teens yeah. or the or the first love or you know the first time you did something that you know like. Uh, they party too hard or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they have yeah. that one song and anytime they hear it, they go, oh, Jesus, oh, oh here we go. Oh, I'm about to back. cry. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can, if one of your songs can be that for someone, that, you know, that's success. And I think, yeah. you know, success, success is ever growing and people always say like, well, where do you want to be as a musician? And you go, you know, people go, I want this and I want this. And, Reality is, if they got all of that, they, you know, you probably wouldn't be happy. No, you know, you no. probably wouldn't go, I have everything. I'm done. Mm. You know, it, it's, and I think, I think for me, and I don't know how, and I'd like to hear your, what your opinion on it. But for me, a successful life as a musician is that, number one, I get to do it throughout my life. Whether it's for a living or not, I get to keep doing it. Yeah. Keep playing gigs. And two, I'll always enjoy it. If I ever stop enjoying it, then there's a big problem. Yeah. You know, because you don't start, no one starts music to make money or no one starts music to do any of that shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, some do, but that's not the, well, not the right uh, yeah. motivations. <laughs> and typically, I think we said this in the last episode. Did, yeah. yeah, if you, if you start it for money, you probably won't stay in it for long. No. Because as you said, so elegantly, elegantly in the last episode you were like this is not the industry you want to get in if you want to make some money no, you know like it's really not but um there's a beautiful song that i was sent today by a friend of mine paddy he's a bus group in dublin and it i think it's called uh it's from christy christy hennessy i'll have to i'll have to send it over to you after the episode it's called uh i am a star and it's a Beautiful song. Have you ever heard it? No, I don't know. No. Gorgeous song. And like the the message of it basically is like you, you when you start music, you kind of if you become a musician, you're very you know, you're very unaware of kind of what is entailed and you kind of just go with the flow and then you know, it's one of the lines is like the critics never see me because I'm not a star. Mm. But every night I'm up and I'm out in the sunshine, I'm out in the rain and I'm going traveling, traveling on the road constantly. And I think that the moral of it is when you become a musician, you you grow this deeper, more like internal connection with music yeah. and this deeper passionate love with music and like really good you know you learn to listen to music for what it is and that sometimes like in the song it's like the 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 like the narrator has to abandon his quote unquote dream um of 
you know, being a star because he already is a star because he's like, he's built this like deep love and connection for art. And, you know, if he wants to keep doing it the way he wants to do it, the critics won't listen to him because he's not a star, quote unquote, because yeah. they're not, he's not doing it in the way it's, you know, meant to be done, apparently. Mm-hmm. But he has such a deep love, he has to abandon this other direction because this is the way he's gone. And then at the end, he goes, I'm a star. It's a gorgeous song. Yeah, Just a yeah. guitar and a fella sing. I'm pretty sure he's Irish, right. but it's so, it's so beautiful. And I think mm. it's, um, I think it's one of them things of going, yeah, like don't, you know, some people do sometimes when you're constantly doing gigs or, you know, I think, so, I think it sometimes happens when people get their first paycheck in music, you know, do their first paid gig. Sometimes people forget why they started doing music at all, yeah. you know, and they go. So I think it's funny as well, that word star is getting thrown around a bit too easily nowadays. Because, <laughs> yeah, people are being called. It's just a marketing thing, I think, really. It's more, oh, we have this up and coming stars. Hold on. How are they a star if they're up and coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. You've got to be a star someday. Star. Yeah, grand. That's... And stars, that's it. Like, And it's so funny. Like, I think... If you were a star back in like the eighties, you were like this fame, you were, you were top of the charts, this yeah. big, big famous thing. Like, but nowadays you can be a star and be quite like some people. There's certain stars you don't want to fucking be. Do you know what I mean? Like internet famous stars, mm. they're stars you know. Now keep that one torn off. Do you know, <laughs> I don't want it. It's grand. Do you know, but um, yeah. It's a mad now. It's thrown around in your in your country, saying now. Oh, it's thrown around it. a bit too easily, I think. <laughs> oh my god! Look at this country star. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. is he now? Is he? Or is she? Or whatever? You know, fair play, fair play. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and they might have only played like two gigs ever, and they're like a star. I don't, I don't know about that now yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll just hold off a bit now until they get a bit more. Yeah. And like I, I think like, I've been it, even called faking up and coming stars ah, lads hold on a bit there now <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself that at all like, what are you talking about so it's kind of it. and when you start considering your, and if you start considering yourself uh, and if you start even wanting to be called it like you'd be like oh I'm an upcoming star it's like uh, I don't know it's like will you ever be happy because yeah. if you if you view yourself as a as a star you want to go from one gig a week to selling out the street straight, yeah, away, straight away you know whatever there's no in between no, no, no. There's no in between. No, no grind. No. <laughs> stars don't grind, man. No. Stars don't grind. Overnight sensation. That's another thing as well. Uh, someone's, like, you could be called, oh, someone's heard of you tomorrow and then all of a sudden you're an overnight sensation. But, like, you've been working at it for years. There's no, there's no overnight. <laughs> what about that young player? Uh, uh, Mason. Mason Ramsey, is it? Yeah, the... You're the lady, he's oh, the wild yes. kid. Yeah. yeah, he's doing all the old Hank Williams songs, the little cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Now he, you know the video of him in Walmart. Um, yeah, he's singing. Yeah, he's singing. Uh, he's singing. Uh, he's on, uh, I'm so lonely, yeah. I, could so lonely I could cry. Yeah. yeah, he. Um, I read somewhere that he was singing in that Walmart every week for two years. Yeah. For and people were filming him and putting him up, and you know, no one, no one heard him. Now, obviously, you know, you might frown at two years, kind of going, you know, two years, fucking. I've been, I've been out of fucking a fair while longer. I think we both <laughs> can admit, but like, I think it's staying of God. 
like he wasn't just he wasn't just some kid that walked into Walmart saying someone caught him. Yeah, just that one. And time. he blew up. Yeah, like that was his regular visit every week. You know, mm. singing in and in and out, making make probably people giving him a, couple, a bit of change. You know, to go off and buy yourself a an iceberger of um I don't Hershey's some Hershey's, <laughs> Hershey's that's what they have out there. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's the thing and that was it you know we'd go to school you know the next day what did you do well, I went to Walmart and I, I sang some songs and it was real good and well what are we algebra okay you know yeah, and that yeah. was his thing and now he's doing ads for fucking was it Pepsi or Sprite or there was something he did yeah he's done an he was ad on the for Ellen now, show it, and all that kind of crap yeah and if you look at his Instagram I feel so bad for him, man, because he's doing like he's doing commercials for um. I have to try. I'll, I'll actually pop it up and see what the hell he's doing now. But he's doing commercials for a load of different stuff, and his comment section is just filled with people calling him a sellout. Ah, he's like, sake. he's a child, child. like <laughs> you know what I mean, like fucking yeah. sellout. Ah, <laughs> uh, people <laughs> sometimes. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, like. That's- I think maybe some people think that as well they're trying to be a star overnight or whatever and they think that oh I'm going to do this I'm going to release this little video now and I'm going to be a sensation and then if it doesn't happen then I'm going to give up <laughs> you know I kind of thing but it's like the wrong attitude like the attitude I have I'll just keep you know putting stuff out at a good quality and hopefully something might eventually take off but I'm going to keep at it anyway you know what I mean you can't just expect something like I put my heart and soul to this one thing and that better pay off and it's just it, it just won't <laughs> it's like we're talking uh, it, about last it week it just that, won't yeah the 80-20 thing where that one thing you put less effort in will all of a sudden take off on you and you don't even know what happened so it's kind of a you can never tell what the hell's going to happen you can never tell and I think I think there's a beauty in that you know mm. why stress or worry about it just do it and enjoy it yeah 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 I'm on a Oh, yeah, I'm on his, on his Instagram. He has lots of pictures with um, little Nas and stuff oh, yeah. on his little Instagram. Like, yeah, he's doing a tour. How's your girl? How's your family? He's going. Oh, gee, he's going to Austin. He's going to all these wonderful places. Yeah. Um. And I just hope, like, I just hope his, you know, his family are doing the right thing. Yeah, it's not. It's that not good of, for a kid's head to become that famous so quickly or that that at that age it'll just it's like really not blow out like, their perception or you know expectation of what life is it'll just kind of completely turn it on its head yeah I think I think um, like I obviously I don't know how his family are and like I want to preface that before saying anything but not all parents are great no, you know what I mean no. parents the minute if your child gets famous doesn't matter how much you love that child or I want them to have have a great upbringing. You know, if you if someone splashes going, oh, he's great, let's you know, do this, get him mm-hmm. to do that. You never know. If, if they don't have a bit of bit of decency in them, they might even go, we, we could buy ourselves a new car. Yeah, so you see dollar signs so, in their eyes. And, and yeah. then, then the child suffers, you know, oh, I'm sick today. Oh, well, you're not. You're going to fucking, they're doing that two-pace ad and yeah. you're going to like it. We're going to gonna make audition a, for this uh, 50 different things now today and then tomorrow we're going up we're driving for six hours and going to play a gig in a 
shopping mall somewhere and then the next day we're going to go <laughs> I was like oh Jesus Christ and the kid just wants to go out and play with their friends or whatever it is you know yeah he wants to what he wants to play Fortnite yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just it's a no life for a kid anyway no, no not at all I think that's a, a topic for a few today I'd love to talk yeah. to you about um, childhood games and uh, what you played as a kid oh, I don't yeah. know um, if you played like tip the can and all that shit do you know do you know tip the can tip is the can yeah no what's that now ah oh, look we'll leave it we'll talk about it you'll set me off yeah but before we call it quits I said to you I sent you a message and um, I was gonna ask you I was thinking it'd be funny because you on your other podcast Falking Around you asked the ghost story question which is so left field you know so <laughs> different to kind of yeah. What is being asked? It does catch, you know, if you don't know it's being asked, it catches you. go, oh, shit, do I, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, we should have throw a random question because I know you, but I don't know you that well. Yeah. And I think we're getting to know each other. It's like a blossoming friendship. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like, a, it's beautiful. It's <laughs> like when you watch, you know, when you watch a cake you baked and it's like rising in the oven, it's just coming gorgeous, you know? Yeah. Right? That's what it is. <laughs> That's what we are, Copper. A beautiful cake. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, my question, and this this could make or break our friendship. Oh, Jesus, okay. Um, how do you make your tea? How do I make my tea? Oh, okay. I have a particular Bring way. Bring me to the whole process. Bring me to the whole oh, thing. Don't okay. hold back any. Well, you boil the kettle anyway. All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I put the tea bag into the cup. That's the first thing. And then pour the water over the tea bag. Let it simmer for three minutes. Stir it and squeeze it and start and squeeze it. And then I take it out and put. It Bare drop of milk in it, and one teaspoon, one spoon of sugar, and happy days. Nice, kind of a, a tan brown cup of tea, and it's nice and strong from the squeezing out of the tea bag. And there's a nice little sweetness with that one spoon of sugar. And that's me, happy as Larry. A few little biscuits of bourbon creams, whatever it is, and that's you, happy, that's as, happy Larry. as Larry. Yeah, I can't take too much milk. Right, like that is just like yeah, take it back. <laughs> I won't have it. <laughs> so, what's your situation well you know it all starts the same we boil the kettle throw the tea bag in boil now this is where I alter from you pour the hot water in I give it a stir press it really hard against the side and then I take it out I cannot be arsed waiting three minutes oh yeah so I I do that (laughs) that's really weak then (laughs) Well, it gets dark, so I'm just like, ah, it's probably, and I, I think it is. I think it's more of a kind of, um, I guess at the window, hello. Your sister's just peeking ahead now. <laughs> but I have, um, I have guests, uh, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I've got flustered. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's weak. I think I, I've always just drank it like that. Um, I've gone different places and had tea and been like, this tastes weird. Maybe it's because it's strong and I just think it tastes fucking weird. Yeah. But then <clears throat> take the tea bag out and I put fuck in against the wall. Ah oh, fuck. <laughs> boom. It makes that makes a slap kind of stick sound. <laughs> and I put in a, a hearty amount of milk. Okay. You're one of those, are you? <laughs> I, I like it as pale as me. You know what I mean? Jesus. We're Irish, so that's fucking pale. Yeah, like it's like I, I would typically like 
if I put the water in to say, if you're if you're listening to Spotify, um, this is why you should watch the YouTube. But I put the hot water into about there. About or three quarters there. way up to go. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'd feel like milk to oh, like Jesus. A solid quarter. I, I, and then no sugar. That just yeah. that would be me sort of. <laughs> and I've gotten given out it. Um the old partner kit. Um, yeah. Little tiny like tablespoon. Tablespoon actually measures it out like tablespoon, milk, mm. drops it in, stirs. No, I need a I need a hearty dog. I need I need milk like I drink the milk and then the tea is extra. You know what I mean? Like, which is not I, I some feel, tea with your milk. <laughs> and it doesn't help that I'm definitely like lactose intolerant because anytime I drink milk, I do feel shitty. But I can't like do you know so don't get me wrong. I'll drink it without any milk. Like I've done that, you know, when you go oh, camping yeah, and you too. forget milk. Once you go black, you never well, go back. <laughs> I like my tea, like I like my men. <laughs> black. Black. <laughs> what was well, that? An airplane what? or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen clips. I don't know what film it's from. <laughs> how would you like your tea? Uh, how would you like your coffee? Oh, I was like, like two kids. It's like a posh kid. Uh, uh, to a boy and a girl it's like I like my tea like I like my men she goes men <laughs> oh Jesus yeah. I remember I didn't know what film what's the film called Aeroplane, Aeroplane I think it was yeah, yeah. that's an old film an old isn't film, it it looks yeah. old with Leslie Nielsen and stuff well before your time Keenan. well before well my time before as well my... <laughs> so we'll have we'll have to watch that we'll yeah. fuck the Eurovision Zoom chat. we'll have a Eurovision movie night over Zoom that'd be a great job yeah we can fucking Oh, fucking, could you imagine trying to get the input lag right? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, reacting to stuff. What did she say? Oh, that's what she said. Jesus, <laughs> that, what? But, um, yeah, it's interesting. I've learned a lot about you with the tea. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a question for you now, right? You've alluded to it earlier on that, yeah, Copper Kelly is a stage name because my own name is Born, and I don't really like it. I never liked it. It's Born. So <laughs> I said, I was, <laughs> I'll tell you quickly what the story is behind my stage name. I was I was over in Edinburgh with a few mates and I was thinking, like this is, you know, maybe five years ago and uh, before I started getting into the country music full, you know, fully and I was, I was with a few mates and we're like, I was like, lads, I'm thinking of going at this, you know, this country music property. I'm not, I don't really want to use my own name. It's just, I'm not too fond of it. It's kind of forgettable. So I said, you know, I'll come up with a stage name. Do you have any ideas, lads? And one, one of the guys, he goes, um, well, do your, what's your porn star name? If your first the name of your first pet and your mother's maiden name and I said uh, Copper <laughs> Kelly and they all jumped up that's it that's it go with it and it was like they're done and dusted it's like Copper that Kelly that is perfect <laughs> that is brilliant so, you know what and it, it sounds like it, it sounds like it, it's a real country name like, it, I, I would it just like, works yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly so if I was to ask you now what's your porn star or what's your stage name Keenan Flannery even though I wouldn't change it that's a crap class name as it is <laughs> what would you? You're too good. I didn't pay you to say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you the invoice in the, in the post there, right? <laughs> um, but what, so, what's your stage name? So what? What is the porn star thing? It's a your, the name of your first pet. Yeah, and your mother's maiden name. Uh, well, this is a uh, this is a security question thing as well. So this could be a phishing scam. <laughs> I'm trying to fish your. <laughs> I'm trying to get you into your old passwords and stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get into me Bebo into Bebo or uh, on my space yeah um, my one would 
would be um, Max Dixon. <laughs> That's a real porn star <laughs> name there. That's a real. <laughs> hey, it's it's me, Max. Thanks. Max Dixon. You have to emphasize Dick Dickson. <laughs> it's a name you want to touch, but you should not touch. <laughs> it's like that uh, scene in a uh, Monty Python. My friend in Rome, Dickus Bottis or Buckus or whatever. Dickus Magus or something like that. Dickus Dick Dick Figgis, that's it. You shouldn't laugh. You find, <laughs> you not, you find, but kill him, God. <laughs> My friend in Rome will hear about this. Um, yeah, but I think stage name. Max I don't know. Dick's like I never even grown up. I never really had any nicknames or shit. Like I, like Kino was something that my dad called me. Yeah. Um, um, I've always wanted a nickname. I've always wanted something yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but I feel like Keenan is quite like not just, like I haven't really met many Keenans in my no, life. No, no, I think you're the only one I know as well, apart from Keenan and Kel. So. <laughs> Keenan and Kel, that's what I'm named from. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that is a good story for you. Yeah, me dad really liked, and he actually found it funny. For starters, they were like they had a good giggle. They were like, wouldn't be funny if we called our son Keenan. Mm. So me dad liked the show, and they laughed about it. And then they actually decided to call me Keenan. Um. <laughs> So yeah, good sense um, of humor to have. <laughs> um, my life has been a joke up to this point, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know stage names. What what do you think? What if you were to name me? If you were head of Sony Entertainment, you were like, "I right, Kenan, we're gonna book it. You're the next folk star, <laughs> and uh, well, we gotta change a few things. We're gonna change. We're gonna change your look yeah. and your name. What would you?" Sh- me look at me now. So the name just what? popped into my head for no good reason. It was Texas Longhorn. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> or Tex Longhorn. There you go. Tex Longhorn. Texas. <laughs> but you can call me Mr. Longhorn. <laughs> uh, oh my. <laughs> well, well, Capper, how much an hour? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. Texas long. I like. I, there you go. That's okay, your... well, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say I like it now, but fucking, it is. It's a compliment. If it, people said call me, it'll Mr. grow Long-Horn. on you. It'll grow on you. It'll grow on me. I'm fucking. <laughs> only the only thing now. <laughs> Texas Longhorn, and I'm just some like north side. Like, what's the story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm from Dublin. What's your nickname? Oh, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm Texas Longhorn. That's who I am. Yeah, yeah. This is comes out. I just picture like you now on a horse with the lasso on, on the side, you know, hanging off your leg and you're <laughs> going to the streets of Cabra. <laughs> a pair of assless chaps. Assless chaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. This is taking a, this is taking a dark tone on us. <laughs> but I think, yeah. yeah, I think we're coming to the old end of the episode. Um, ah. Yeah, we're nearly an hour and a half now this time. Jesus, look at us. Yeah. Look at us uh, flying along. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I wonder I check. I wonder if anyone's still listening. It'd be great if they were, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be great if people were still listening. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'll listen. I'll listen. <laughs> anyway. And I suppose that's the main. Yeah, and if you are listening, send us a message. Or, you know, um, as I asked for last time, if you have any old stories or experiences about I don't know, busking or life as a musician, or if you're a music lover and you just want to I don't know. Give your opinions about things and stuff. Uh, yeah, send us an email or get in touch with us on the old social medias. I think, what was our email? The, the artsaddle at gmail.com, wasn't it? The artsaddle at gmail.com. That's it. And Facebook, 
and Instagram and YouTube as well, I think is just the art saddle. Yeah. Uh, podcasts. Um, I think YouTube's the art saddle. And, and then the, the podcast itself is the, the art saddle. I think, yeah, I think you put podcasts on the end of the old Facebook and Instagrams and stuff. Yeah. That's crap. It's all good. So yeah, yeah we are, yeah, we see. are on um, YouTube. We have the video on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple and you probably listen to us anyway. You know where we are <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, I think for future reference, I think we should probably uh, get people to set, mention at the start of the episode. I don't know if we did it last time, yeah. but I forgot as well when we started. But it would be a good thing if, if you asked the listener, you know, like if you have any stories about being a musician, mm. any stories about an artist, any funny stories, maybe yeah. ghost, ghost stories, <laughs> ghost anything stories, that yeah. you think is, anything that you are like, uh, this is worth someone else hearing. Yes. Yeah. I think send it on. Um, if you have any interesting songs, any movies, just anything yeah. that you think, I want to show someone. Because I've often been like that, cop. I've often had something, I'm like, this is fucking awesome, but I have no one to show. Yeah. Now you have two numbskulls. Exactly. To send them on to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, if, yeah, I think um, I was, Kit was only asking me before the episode, um, when are we going to start having guests on? Or if that's the plan? Like, I was thinking maybe we do another few episodes, try to get comfortable maybe. And then, um, but I don't mind. I haven't really thought about it. I think, um, I think we have a handful of uh, really good guests from the, o- the o- SC, the L also collective. And, um, I have a few other gents and gentle ladies um, out there that um, I, uh, I'd love to have on. Yeah, It'd be great yeah. crack having them on and uh, talk about all a range of things mm. from you know music and mental health and writing and poetry and touring and cryptocurrency. Uh, and don't get me started. Dark web, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we porn star names. Porn star names. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that might be a general or a regular question we'll ask our guests as well. <laughs> that's a great man. Wouldn't it be? I think we. I think we. We've made it out of the podcast. If we can get a porn star on to interview. Oh Jesus! Now like, we're talking. Like, now we're talking. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's the goal for the week. Like, just email them. We get Tex Longhorn on. <laughs> Tex Longhorn. Uh, if you want, I'll uh, I'll I'll build a costume. Around it, and we can interview him. Mm. You know what I mean? Get it's a like big handlebar Fu Manchu moustache and on your aviators, and it. <laughs> we'll it Slim Longhorn. Shady has Eminem, and Keenan has Texas Longhorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Um, do you have anything else to say? No, I suppose. Where can people find you on the old socials? If people there want to you find go, you and your music. And your videos, you put out a, a video about mental health there the other day as well. I did. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You're like me, personal PA. You remind me stuff sure to not. say. <laughs> so the video, my uh, year three major project um, I for college, I did the link between creativity and mental health and mental illness and that the likes and kind of is, is it a coincidence or is there like any scientific fact behind um, why a lot of artists and a lot of creative people suffer from mental illnesses. Mm. And it's quite interesting. And uh, you will be, it's, what, it's one of them clip videos. Real, you will be shocked. It's no kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> so you can find that 
on the All Soul Collective, um, All Soul Collective on YouTube. It's on the socials as well. Um, it's on Facebook only. I should probably probably put it up. I might pop it yeah. up on the Instagram, but um, it's on there. Um, and you can just look. You can also just look up um the link between mental illness and creativity and then whack also collective and I'm sure it'll pop up. So yeah, that's really that's an interesting it's like twelve minutes long and then there's a twenty seven page uh document uh a document in the description if you really want to have an L toilet read. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um I yeah you can stick with the video. For me, you can find me on all the socials, social media, Twitter, Texas uh, Longhorn. Texas Longhorn <laughs> official. You know, because there's plenty of them out there, you know. You need to make sure you do official ones. But uh, you can find me on all the socials, man. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, just Keenan Flannery. It's down here. I don't know. If you can still see the names on the videos. Keenan Flannery. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, Keenan Bebo. Flannery music. Music. Come on, yes, man. Yes. Get it right. <laughs> Jeez, I need to write this down. Look, if you look up Keenan Flannery anyway, you'll end up finding yeah. me. You know what I mean? It always pops up, which is handy. And I think... I don't know how you feel. I, I I've noticed with you as well. Copper Kelly, there's no what are Copper Kelly's? No, it's very so, very few. Um, there's a Kelly Cooper, Kelly Copper, stuff it up. Not a Copper Kelly. <laughs> Kelly but, Cooper, Kelly Copper. Yeah, I think there's a fucking thing though. People call me Cooper, Cooper Kelly, and I think you know that's kind of going against me <laughs> at the moment. So people instantly just see Copper. It's like well, that mustn't be right. It must be Cooper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, ah, oh, for fix sake. <laughs> so I can't win. But anyway. But I've noticed when you look up your own name, like you're the first one that comes up. Yeah. And same with me, Keenan Flannery. Like I know Instagram and Facebook, it's uh, Keenan Flannery music. Um, but if you look up Keenan Flannery, I've noticed um, that it just shows up on there. You can find me through that. And um, yeah, that's everything from me. Yeah. I would give it over to my uh, wonderful host, my <laughs> wonderful co-host that uh, is better at remembering things than I. Ah, sure. Um, um, he's the long horn of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose if you want to find me, you can go, uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all those normal places that you'd find people um, at Copper Kelly Music is generally what you'd find me at. And then I'm on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all those places music is up there same with Keenan he has lots of music up as well and Bandcamp and wherever else you get music <laughs> we're all we're everywhere <laughs> all encompassing if, if you get music there you'll find us wherever you find good music but then I suppose it's kind of that's a <laughs> subjective term <laughs> oh god uh, well we can talk about that another day but anyway um, I think that's all we have for this week Again, thanks very much for fucking listening. If you're still listening this far, <laughs> fair play to you. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening, uh, you're a legend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you're still listening, send us a message. That was no one. And interact with us. Interact. Because getting a podcast, especially nowadays, there's fucking so, so many podcasts out there. It's hard to get out there and get in front of people. Um, make sure you interact with any posts we make on social media. Um, and as we said last week on Instagram, there's like the algorithm. Um, the way to kind of play the algorithm is on an f- Instagram post you hit save and then you share to someone uh, like share to someone's uh, a DM 
and then you hit comment, leave a comment that has to be more than four words or something like that, isn't it? It's actually, okay, that's <laughs> interesting. Like that. I, I read that somewhere. But then hit like. Last. That's something I didn't know. I'm ah. going to start because usually I'm like, oh, send a couple of love hearts up. Yeah. Get something out there and I, I try to make sure like someone replies and I can reply back. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, now you have, you know, you have three comments now. More so than just... And they're all like smiley faces, but they're... Yeah, I think, so I... Okay, that's really... Yeah, I think it's four words because four words is more of an engagement. It's more of a... You've had to talk... The person's had to think it out more to write that comment so they're way more engaged and then the algorithm will pick up on that and it likes it more and, and push it on to more people. I think that's, that's the case good. anyway. That's interesting. So it's no hard to do that. anyway. No hard to do. only takes a couple of seconds. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it all. I think you have the point there. If anyone's still listening, it's... Fact of going, it only takes a couple of, especially the most important one, which is the you know the, the share sure, and yeah. the save. They take literally just one click. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it. it's brilliant. And you don't realize how great it is mm. for artists and for musicians and yeah, just anyone yeah. that if you do it for you know. And if you do it, if you're doing it for Justin Bieber and uh, uh, you know Beyonce, you might as well do it Beyonce. for the Art Saddle Podcast. <laughs> That's it. And yeah, shares to your stories. And if we see you sharing about us, then we'll give you a new shout out on the next well, next podcast. So it will be no harm. And I was I was thinking if we get um if we get to a certain milestone on like yeah. the socials or something, if we get like like uh, some like limited edition mugs made yeah, and like yeah, do yeah. a competition or something, <laughs> potentially get some swag. Get it out to people. Um, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's we just think, plans afoot. We think big <laughs> over here. We did, you know, I do the thinking, Copper does the talking. Or is that the other way around? Copper does both, <laughs> and I just stand here and help, you know. I'm, I drink from the mugs. <laughs> if, if, if you're watching... On YouTube, you see a nice big mug coming up. If you're listening on Spotify, you can't hear it. But yeah, I have a mug here now as well. Look, oh, look at that. Slancha. So these are limited, very, these are first edition mugs. <laughs> these will be first worth edition. a lot of money on eBay someday. <laughs> you know, when we, when we become stars. Oh yeah, that, that star <laughs> moniker. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's it for this week. Uh, so yeah, get, reach out to us on socials and we'll... We'll reach out around and so on. <laughs> I don't know where it's going with that. Anyway, <laughs> on that note. There's a lot of weird sexual innuendos <laughs> in this entire episode. I think that maybe, might be maybe a, a thing going forward as well, perhaps. <laughs> we see. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's the name of the episode. Sexual innuendos. Ah, in your end though. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we'll, we'll wrap up and uh, we'll say a Bid you adieu, as they say in France, I guess. That's French, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I learned Spanish in school, so I wouldn't know. But adios, amigos, I guess. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Slana <laughs> while you look after yourself. See you next week. Good luck.